My name is Kerry Kite. I'm an Air Force veteran and a writer, filmmaker, and entrepreneur. Day to day, I produce advertising content for a creative agency in New York City. Through this podcast, I'm turning my passion into practice. I separated from the Air Force in 2010, and since that time, through using the post-9-11 GI Bill to go to college, working hourly jobs to pay the bills, and freelancing my way into a career, I've studied what it takes to successfully transition from service to civilian. And that study has become a conversation. On this podcast, I speak to other veterans, successful artists and entrepreneurs about their transition, what they did well, where they failed, what they learned, and most importantly, how they applied their skills. Episode 18 features Cash Larson and Sean Bonner, both Navy veterans and successful entrepreneurs. In this Veterans Day special, we talk about Guild Financial, the personal trading platform they created to help people create their own financial futures. Welcome. This is Veteran Made. Kaj, Sean, welcome. Thanks for joining this afternoon. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Great. Um, Veterans Day special here. Um, so super excited to talk to you both uh, about the organization that, that you've started. Would love if you both could just quickly introduce yourselves, give us a, a primer on, on your service, and, and, and then we can go from there. Well, you know, we, we always say, you know, this company aged before beauty. So, you know, I'll let my, my glorious co-founder lead it off there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of you, Kai. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my, my name's Sean Bonner. Um, I spent uh, 13 years sort of on and off in the Navy Reserve as an intel officer. And my my path to the Navy is probably one of the more irregular paths out there. Um, I had almost gone in uh, after college, actually during college. Um, it was the early 90s. The economy was good. Ended up working on Wall Street. Uh, started my own business on Wall Street. Was one of those guys in the funny color jackets yelling and screaming. And, you know, life was humming along as it did in the 90s. And then, um, you know, pretty impactful day happened. For me, for a lot of people, it was 9-11. So I was actually, uh, had had my own business, my own seat on the American Stock Exchange, which is a half block south of the World Trade Center. And had a couple of guys working for me. My oldest daughter, who's now senior at Boston College had just been born. So I wasn't up in New York that day, um, but got phone calls, you know, pretty quick, like, hey, something's wrong here. So, you know, coming out of that day, two things happened for me. One, um, sort of the, the floor trading business, especially on the option side, option trading side, um, started to go away pretty quickly for a lot of industrial reasons, reasons in the industry, but also 9-11, just the economy had a big impact on it. So I ended up taking a job at one of the big Wall Street banks and was a derivatives trader there for a while. But then the other thing I... I did is I uh, pursued a direct commission in the Navy intelligence program for the reserve as a, as a direct commission officer. So um, thought that was a way to kind of get me in the fight quicker. Um, not necessarily true, but you know, you don't know until you try. It took me actually two, almost two years to get commissioned, probably about 19 months to get commissioned. So got commissioned as a, a ensign at the tender age of 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then spent a career on Wall Street, um, left during the financial crisis, started my own business, Doing reserve duty, same time working in the intel field, working for ONI and then DIA, um, and then started my own asset management shop down here in Philly. And then really kind of saw this like huge, huge problem going on um, with with uh, the brothers and sisters in uniform we served with. Right, it was like once people found out I worked on Wall Street or as a portfolio manager, 
you'd spend all like half my you know drill weekends talking to people in the hallways about you know their stock portfolios or what stock to buy or what to do with your 401k and that was up and down the chain of command it was like from you know the seaman all the way up to the co um and you know and the I was having an Intel board once in the skipper who said, okay, you're done now. Now let's talk about my 401k. <laughs> um, so it was pretty clear that like, there's this you know, huge need in the military and in the Navy. I saw firsthand for all these kind of questions about retail investing. And there's nobody out there serving the military market uh, for personal wealth. USAA had, you know, had been involved, but got out of the business. Um, you know, and what, what what's called self-directed investing, meaning like when you go into a Schwab or Robin or E-Trade and you buy your own stocks, you're, you're directing yourself. You're not getting advice from someone else. That's a that's a steep hill to climb for a lot of people. And in the military, it's even a steeper hill to climb because there's no one out there serving the market traditionally because, look, Wall Street knows people in the military don't, you know, tend to have a lot of money compared to other demographics they can go after. So um, it's just this completely underserved market. So it was sort of this light bulb moment like, hey, you know, now with the advent of um, mobile apps and sort of Internet 2.0, we can serve this market. We can serve the 10 dollar accounts as well because we can serve the hundred thousand dollar accounts so let's let's start a platform that it's one is focused on education but also has um the access on the self-directed investing side that's needed and so that was really the genesis for guild um and it was really the combination of my sort of two two strange careers finally crossing paths right a career on wall street and a career in the military um and i was finally able to put those two together so you know down that path um you, you sort of kicked down a lot of doors and I was fortunate when I kicked down a door and found a door kicker on the other side in Kaj Larson and, uh, you know, came on board with me and another, my other co-founder uh, who had been working on this thing. And so Kaj has been, you know, with me in this fight shoulder to shoulder for the last uh, almost two years now. Very cool. Yeah. We'd love, we'd love to, to dive into, to, to guild and all that, but um, Kaj, could you give us a, a quick, get us up to speed on, on how you um, up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, while uh, while Sean was was working on Wall Street, we were uh, we were breaching walls um, over overseas deployed. Uh, no, actually, uh, September 11th was a big inflection point for myself as well. I had uh, commissioned through officer commissioning school through OCS down in Pensacola, Florida, um, in December of 2000, and reported directly to Buds, basic underwater demolition SEAL training. Uh, you know, I was 23 years old um, and uh, I was in class 237, first phase SEAL training, uh, just completed a two mile ocean swim on 9-11. So California time, Coronado, California, place you're pretty familiar with, Carrie, having grown up in, in the region. Um, beautiful, sunny Coronado. We just finished that two mile ocean swim, got out of the water and uh, we started to hear chatter about how these two planes had had hit the World Trade Center. Um, you know, at the time, we didn't really know if it was real or not. When you're a bud student, you know, just going through SEAL training, just trying to survive, you don't know, you know, what's what's upside down and, and what's not. Um, but it became abundantly clear as the day went on and, and that 9-11 had happened, that um, there was going to be a, a big pivot, not just for the nation, but for the SEAL community. You know, prior to September 11th, you could have called the SEAL community like a, a shoot, dive, jump club, right? And then after that uh, moment, we firmly became a wartime community. So uh, I was wartime frogman, uh, graduated buds, reported to SEAL Team One, uh, did five years at SEAL Team One as an officer, uh, multiple deployments in the in the GWAT, uh, and then got out, transitioned off of active duty, and went to graduate school at Harvard, uh, got a master's degree. Um, and then at that time, 
um, the SEAL reserves didn't exist. They had just come online. So just concurrent with me graduating. So I had two years free and clear, hippie kid growing my hair long. I'm just kidding. I was a hippie kid before with hair, long hair. And, uh, and then, uh, and, and then the SEAL reserve units came back online. So I was able to, to, to go back in on the reserve side, uh, post active duty after that two year break in service for graduate school. And I was able to kind of serve concurrently. Um, and so total 13 years active duty or 13 total years of service as a, as a SEAL officer, um, and then concurrent with my reserve side duty, I started this civilian career in media and television, did a lot of work in the media and television space. And then uh, sort of in parallel to that, along with another frogman, another SEAL from SEAL Team One, um, we used our, our combat pay and a couple other veterans to help start this organization called The Mission Continues. Uh, and at the time, we were really proud of that because um, it was one of the first veteran service organization that was focused not on what people can do for veterans, but on veterans potential, right? And how we could encourage veterans to continue serving. So I spent the next, you know, five years serving on the board of that organization, spending all of my spare time working on, you know, some of the issues you and I have talked about, Carrie, veteran service and veterans transition, uh, and how can veterans successfully transition from the military world to a civilian career. Um, super proud of that work. One of the components of that was service. We believe that the through line for, for all veterans is continued service and continued education. Uh, but after uh, many years of, of helping veterans find a continued mission and purpose and service, I realized that there was something that was that was still missing. Um, and that was, you know, um, really the financial part, right? Um, you know me, I'm a big workout guy, right? Um, I'm, you know, you see me out there, you know, free diving, CrossFit and doing all the things, right? So I'm super focused on on wellness for my space and for my fellow veterans. And I started to realize that financial health is really just a subcomponent of wellness, right? You can be the most in-shape guy in the world uh, who does all the breath work, does all the meditation, you know, runs a sub three-hour marathon and a sub five-minute mile and, and squats 550 pounds, right? Um, but if you then come back to like a mountain of credit card debt, um, you know, or student loan debt or whatever it is, uh, then your overall health is going to suffer, right? Because financial stress is a huge issue. And like, we've all had these stories from the, from the service about um, how, you know, the military doesn't necessarily prepare you uh, financially for how to deal with uh, uh, the real world and, and how to succeed and achieve financial freedom for yourself. So, because of all that, I linked up with with Sean and, and we started uh, this platform guild. And our, our mission is to literally raise the financial health and wealth of the military community. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I think one of, you know, my, my passion uh, in, in serving our community is, is on the uh, is on the professional health side. Right. And finding purpose through employment, the type of employment that that you want to engage in post service. Right. A lot of times. Uh, we we get pigeonholed into the the careers that are expected of us or the ones that feel like a one to one right whether that's IT logistics supply security contracting um, you know back to government work you know just on the civilian side with same job better pay that kind of thing which is great there's a lot of a lot of folks who want to do that and and we need those jobs those are great um, but then there are folks who want to transition and do things. Um, outside of their military area of expertise. Maybe it's a degree they got, or maybe it's a certification they 
they got through tuition reimbursement while they were while they were serving or maybe it's something totally different like me i i enlisted loaded bombs wanted to make films that's what i got out and did i scooby my way through the process had no idea what i was doing and got really lucky one thing that i struggled with and i know a lot of us struggle with is what you're talking about which is financial health and that's a huge piece of what you were talking about the mental health and and overall wellness and then also that helps us bridge that that gap that gap to professional health and puts us in a position to go pursue some of the things that we want to pursue whether that's you know through through some more education and then a career or whether it's jumping right into to freelancing where do i start what do i do so what what is the what is the guild platform how does it work and 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 how are you executing on that mission? I'll jump in. So really it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a investment app, self-directed trading app, just like an, you know, an E-Trade or a Schwab, um, except we have a big component of financial education incorporated into the app. So um, any user comes on, client comes on, you get a username, you're anonymized, but you can share your portfolio information with the whole community. So that whole kind of team learning, team, team learning aspect, is a big part of what we do and what we offer, that experience that we offer. So, um, you know, you can come on and see me. I'm Guild One Actual, right? You can see my portfolio, how I performed, what I've invested in. We protect everyone's, you know, PII and the actual notional amount that's in your account, the dollars amount. But you can see in terms of percentages what my portfolio looks like. So I've got 10% at Apple and 10% at Amazon and how that portfolio has performed. And the idea there is, right, this sort of on-the-job training, which everybody in the military is familiar with, right, OJT. Um, and so it's great. So you can go on and see how people people are winning, people are losing, how they're performing. Um, it's all commission free. You can buy fractional shares. So you can buy a piece of Apple for a buck. You can buy a piece of Tesla for a buck and put together a real portfolio that way. And, it, you know, it's really a starting basis um, for, you know, building a real overall picture of health and wellness in the financial sector. Um, you know, there's so many kind of platforms out there. It's like, just give it your money and we'll manage it for you, right? And, and people still just don't understand how it works, right? Like, why are you investing in fixed income? Why am I investing in the stock market? When you're self-directed investing and you're actually picking stocks and making the investments and understanding diversification, and we have some training modules on there, like these 60-second videos on what's diversification, what's a stock versus a bond, how to measure market volatility. When you're engaged in all that stuff, it, uh, it'll help you become a better investor and it'll help you... Well, really with your kind of career as you transition out too, right? I mean, uh, understanding how Apple makes money and understanding how Tesla makes money or don't make money will always make you a better candidate for a job down the road. So um, it's really, I think, a great way for people to engage and not only help themselves in their own financial um, financial health and wellness, but it's also a great way to sort of be engaged in life outside the military. Yeah, Carrie, you, you kind of nailed it with your description, right? Like you from... When you're talking about transitioning, a lot of guys will do jobs that look sort of like what they did in the service. Although, you know, you take a guy like myself and I'm trying to transition my naval special warfare skills into a CV that's applicable in the civilian world. And there's just not a lot of job openings for underwater demolition in the civilian world. Right. So in some ways, like some of us are forced to be entrepreneurial or, or you know, things don't fit exactly. But when you scale back and look at that transition process from a financial through a financial lens, what you really have is you have a system in the military where your your hand is being held. Right. You have, you know, a like an absolute, you know, every bi-monthly that Thursday night that pay hits the account. Right. And you're spending it by midnight, Thursday night. <laughs> a lot of guys are spending it in questionable places at midnight on Thursday night. Right. And that's OK, because if you spend it to zero two weeks later. Right. It's right back in there with this like defined contribution. Right. And then and then there's like a lot of sort of safety net resources 
Then you transition out and all of a sudden they put you out in the wild and there really is not a lot of financial literacy or understanding or safety net once you kind of lose the, the handholding of the service, right? And like, look, our application, our, our product is targeted literally towards people who are actually still serving because we think, you know, the earlier time in the market, not timing the market, the earlier we get you investing and knowledgeable about managing your own finances, the better, right? But when you think about it as a veteran, here you are, you may or may not have regular employment, right? You may or may not be transitioning to a successful civilian career. And we think that makes it all the more important to have a deeper knowledge of your financial health and wellness. The primary way we do that is through financial literacy and education. So literally like right on the app, uh, you can click on our knowledge tab. This is the same place where you invest, right? You know, you can buy stocks of Apple and and buy stocks of, you know, Amazon or, or whatever you want and buy crypto if you want on the platform, right? Um, but literally you click one tab over and we have an entire educational curriculum that helps train you to be a better investor. And the first thing, um, and we believe in that financial literacy and that knowledge so much that we'll actually pay you to watch some of that curriculum. So if you watch that first video, you sign up for the platform, right? You download Gilda in the app store, you sign up for the platform, you register, you're opening a brokerage account. Uh, first thing you do, right? Before you even put any money into the account, because that takes 24 hours, we recommend people go over to that knowledge section, watch that first video. It's on savings versus investing. Very basic. It's only 59 seconds. You answer two questions and we'll put $5 in your brokerage account. Five bucks, you know, you can buy five different stocks now at a dollar a piece, right? Dollar, dollar Apple, dollar Amazon, you know, like what, whatever you want, whatever you think is great. So that's really the premise there. And there's there's other pieces of that curriculum that are specific for military members, you know, um, you know, how to like invest in the TSP, right? How to read your leave and earning statement, you know, real simple thing. And then there's stuff that's just good generic financial advice. But in the the big, big picture, if we can help the military community, veterans, active duty members become smarter about how to use their money, then then we've fulfilled our mission. Yeah, I think it's a really smart approach to to focus on education and and then also to focus on on members that are serving. One one thing that's become a through line on this podcast is it's really interesting because everybody comes at it from a slightly different angle, but we all end up kind of coming to the same conclusion is it's a difficult conversation and it's one we've been kind of easing into, but I think the community is more open to it now is that uh, everything's pretty much taken care of for you in the military. All you have to do is show up and do the job that you signed up to do. And, and that's true if you're the highest level operator, the job and some of the things might be more difficult, but all you got to do is show up and do it and everything else is taken care of, right? You have TRICARE, you have, you know, like you said, bi-monthly, um, you know, um, uh, pay, you've got room and board uh, paid for and, and you have help with all of those things. And then when you step out, even if you go to work directly for a corporation, small business or a large corporation, you still have to figure a lot of those things out yourself and you're not necessarily prepped. So how intentional was it for you to, to think about focusing on that community and, and, and thinking about educating uh, before folks separate or retire? And uh, are you, are you, you, you were saying that, you know, veterans obviously can get on and use the platform, but it's more geared towards members that are currently serving. Can you unpack that, that uh, the, the breakdown of education versus execution on the, on that. 
Sure. Well, I mean, the truth is it's open to anybody, right? So what we say is that we're actually there for the military community. Um, and we define that as anybody who wants to support those who are serving. So unlike a USAA where you need a DD-214 or a direct family member, uh, anybody can you know, download the app and start investing right away. And, and we encourage people to do that because by doing so, you're supporting this mission component of our company, which is supporting financial literacy for the military. Um, but as, essentially... Um, what, what we believe is that like, we don't really rack it and stack it, like targeting towards the military or targeting towards veterans, because we think like this knowledge is applicable across the board. We have specific tools depending on where you're at in terms of your service journey, right? Whether you're day one boot recruit, right? Or whether, you know, you're a 20 year veteran utilizing healthcare services at the VA, you know, the principles of understanding how to like effectively manage your own money for yourself, right? And not either ignore or outsource that decision. We think that is far and away the smartest thing you can do. And that's why the knowledge piece takes such proponency for us. You know, if you think about the biggest barriers to investing for most people, right? And you just pull anybody on the street and they'll tell you that the the major barriers to in, to entry for investing are people think that one, they don't have enough money. And two, even if they had enough money, they wouldn't know what to do with it, right? What to invest in, right? We knocked down that first barrier through fractional shares, right? Which means that you can literally buy that first stock with as little as a dollar, right? And even if you did nothing else except download the app, right? Take the $5 that we give you for financial education and invest that in five stocks and see how, how, it, how it goes. That'd be the best learning tool that we could give people because you're actively managing your own money. The second barrier to, uh, to, to entry is this information asymmetry. And that's why we've put such a heavy emphasis on the learning and education and the financial literacy piece, right? Um, so while you're sort of actively investing, you're getting smarter and smarter and smarter. And then there's a sort of third leg of this triangle, which is the platform itself is a educational tool, right? The features on the platform. So Sean was talking about that anonymized uh, ability to look in people's portfolio. Um, yeah, I took, you know, we kind of stole this straight out of the CrossFit gym. I used to own a CrossFit gym, but in the CrossFit gym, at the end of every workout of the day, um, we write everybody's time down, right? From top to bottom and see how everybody did. So you kind of compare your time. It's what I call like light competition or tacit competition. We do the same thing on the Guild platform. Right. So every day at the end of every day, at the end of every week, at the end of every month, we have a leaderboard and it racks and stacks all the portfolios on the platform according to performance. So you can go in there and see like, you know, OK, you know, November 10th. Right. Who performed the best on this on 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 this day of trading when the Dow was down, you know, six percent or whatever. And the, the oh, there's Sean Guild One Actual. He's up at 13 percent. How did Sean gain 13% of relative performance on a day, you know, when the market is so down, click into his portfolio and see everything he's holding, right? Not only is that fulfill our, our values of, of trust and transparency, but it's really an educational tool. You can go in and see how other portfolios are, are performing and stuff. Um, so the platform itself is designed with these educational nudges in mind. Yeah, the gamification of that is smart. I'm thinking like, as I download this, should I have it? 
right next to or as far away from my FanDuel app as as possible. You know, I'm not sure what the right answer is. I often say that's great. Like, if you want to speculate and gamble, go into FanDuel. Like you should not be speculating gambling, right, with your with your investment account, right? This is a place for long term, long term wealth creation. And to kind of carry to take it back to something else you were talking about, you know, the, the military is actually becoming more and more like the corporate world, for good or for bad. That that is happening. And one of the big big sea changes that's gone on is in the retirement system, right? So the old what we would call in the investment industry um, defined benefit plan that's gone away now, right? Now we have the new BRS, new blended retirement system was essentially the military's version of a 401k. And so you have to go in through the TSP and make investment choices through the TSP about how aggressive or passive uh, you want your portfolio to be. So, um, you know, that, that's a big change for a lot of people. And here's sort of the elephant in the room as we sit here, uh, you know, on, on Veterans Day, um, barring any, you know, big, big rally in the market in the next, you know, month and a half, call it like those investment portfolios, your retirement portfolio is going to be down for the first time that people have seen it, right? So now you're going to look at your TSP account and it's actually going to be less than it was last year. And people are going to be like, oh my God, what the hell's going on here? So when that starts hitting in January, I'm sure you're going to hear all kinds of people talk about like, I didn't know my, you know, my retirement account could be down. How could this be? You know, where's the old defined benefit plan? Um, and that's really, I think, sort of a, um, you know, maybe a failure on the on the DOD side for, for not really letting people know how, this is how this works. I mean, it's... Um, you know, when the market goes up 30% a year, it can go, to, can go down 30% a year, right? And over the long term, right? I mean, since, you know, over the last 120 years, the stock market's been by far, by far, the U.S. stock market's been the best investment available in the world, right? Almost 10% gains uh, annually. But it's not, you know, they're not short-term gains, not even mid-term gains, right? It's it's long-term investing. It's, it's cost shed, right? It's not time in the market. It's time in the market. So I think that's something people need to understand that when they look at their, you know, when they look at this blended retirement system, they're going to be required to know a whole lot more about investing in the stock market than they think they have to, just because whether you know it or not, now part of your paycheck is going into the stock market. Right. Yeah. I mean, I spent, you know, I, I enlisted right out of high school and spent four years in, so I was in from 18 to 22, got out, went to college, um, got out of college, freelanced credit card debt, all that, all that kind of stuff. And I just let my, you know, I had a Roth IRA from, you know, my grandfather dying. Um, and so that money was just sitting there. And then I, I was contributing to the TSP and I didn't really start to look at those things until I'm 34 years old. We just bought our first house, um, this year. And I really just didn't even start looking at that stuff until I turned 30. I'm like, oh, okay. I've just been sitting on this. I could have been investing it. We could have been doing all this. I didn't have, you know, tools. I didn't have education. Um, and so something like this, um, you know, would have been great and, and is great now. And, and, and we'll certainly start using it. Can you talk about the integration of these accounts, existing accounts that folks might have? I'm, I'm sure all this is on the app, but I'm just curious at a high level, uh, how, you know, talking about barriers, barriers to entry, like how quickly can somebody jump on, get money and existing money from another account into, into that and, and start working? Sure. So yeah. So to start, right. Um, you know, if you're active or newly separated, right, you've got a TSP account, under the old retirement system, right, you could still voluntarily contribute to the TSP. It was like an added retirement account that where you could essentially accumulate investment and savings tax free. Now, you know, the majority of your investment, um, your retirement, the blended retirement system is driven through the TSP, right, which is the, the federal government thrift savings plan, which is the the the, the um, savings plan for you know the entire federal government now. Um, you know understanding that you're a part of that and that there's actually a match that goes on up to up to, I think the first 5% now. So 
when, you know, when I contribute a dollar, Uncle Sam's going to contribute a dollar, right? That is a huge, huge benefit everyone needs to take care of. So, you know, some people said the TSP is great or it's not great or they don't have enough investment choices. Here's the best thing the TSP does. They match your dollars, right? And they match your dollars tax-free. So everyone absolutely should be maximizing up to that match in the TSP. What we have is outside of the TSP, this would be, um, you know, a traditional brokerage account, right? So this is your savings aside from your retirement savings, right? Because the other thing about the TSP and retirement savings, you know, you can't touch it until retirement age. So, you know, if you want it, you're 30 or 34 and you want to buy a house in 44, the TSP is not going to help you, right? So if you want to right. save for 10 years, you need to do it on a platform like Guild where you can start investing and saving for those 10 years. So you go onto the app store, Google Play Store, you search for Guild Financial, you download the app, go through the onboarding. We have to ask like the typical KYC, know your customer and anti-money laundering questions. You have to put in your social security number because it is a U.S. brokerage account. Um, takes about three minutes to get onboarded. Then you can connect a bank account and then boom, you can be up and trading um, that day, um, that day within minutes. And, you know, the benefit is you can go through right away and start looking at what other leaders and other people on that portfolio are doing. And actually we have a crowdsourced portfolio, right? So if you think about, uh, God, there's, you know, thousands of people on this app. I don't want to scroll through all these portfolios, even the top, you know, the top hundred, that's a lot to look for. That is true. So this actually came right out of Navy Intel School. Um, and actually, I'd seen some products like this on Wall Street, too. And it was, this was an idea that had kicking around for a while. And it's actually been working, working very well. Um, what we do is we aggregate all of our users' holdings and essentially run it through a screen and then publish the 30 most frequent stocks that appear and the average percentages they appear. And that's a, the, the true community portfolio called the Guild portfolio. So if you think about like going on to a TripAdvisor, going on to Yelp, right? Individual reviews about a hotel or restaurant are great, but everyone see the star rating at the top. That's the Guild portfolio. So like day one, minute one, you can go on and see a snapshot of this community in real time. And that portfolio, while it's still down on the year, it's down a whole hell of a lot less than the stock market is. So it's a great place to start. Um, I think your question's a, a good one too, Kerry, because like, you know, scaling back, like, you know, you got, you know, the 10,000 pound brain Intel officer talking to you about the collective intelligence portfolio, right? And that, that shit is real smart, right? But like, I'm sometimes the knuckle dragger, right? And I know like how hard it is to wrap your head around this, right? When I was like, when I just got to the SEAL team, all I cared about was running and gunning, right? Like I just wanted to be out there and and myself, like I wasn't thinking about this stuff in the way that I should have, because I get it. Like there's a lot of information to absorb. It can be intimidating. But one of the things that's changed so much since, you know, since I was an O2, you know, uh, in my first SEAL platoon, um, what is this self-directed investing in these fractional shares, right? So actually the flash to bang on this stuff has changed tremendously, right? So like Sean said, like you can download this stuff in the app store, take the $5 that, you know, we're talking about as a learning tool and be, you know, up and trading, you know, within minutes, which is, which is pretty extraordinary. Um, and uh, I, I think hopefully, that that also lowers not just these technical barriers to entry, but these like emotional barriers to entry to get, you know, like, just like me and you, like, we weren't thinking about this stuff early on, you know, and I hate to be like, you know, the old gunslinger, right? Like now telling the young gunslingers to, to go out and do this, but like, actually, damn it, go out and do this, right? Yep. Like Start taking control of your financial future early and often, right? And some guys are real into this, right? You even see like, you even see this, uh, like a real resurgence of interest. Like when you talk to talk to service members today, everybody wants to talk about crypto, right? Like Dogecoin, like everybody wants to talk about that. And, and, and that's great, right? Like we're not, we're not giving investing 
advice, right? But what we are doing is giving like, and what you can absorb from, from the app and from the knowledge curriculum uh, on the platform are, are really good strategies, right? So like one of the things that's baked into the platform itself is this concept of diversification, right? Like I don't recommend whether you know you're E1 or O10, like holding all of your entire portfolio in Dogecoin, right? No matter how big a fan of Elon Musk you are, right? Like I, I don't recommend that, right? We preach diversification as a sound investing principle. And, and we have some little nudges and, and some little gamification, as you said, on the app to do that. In fact, when you when you get your first trade, you get a little badge on the app, looks suspiciously like the National Defense Ribbon. Uh, <laughs> and, that, uh, <laughs> and that signifies that, hey, you, you've made your first trade. You have entered the world of, of ownership of stock, right? So, you know, instead of buying a, a cup of coffee at Starbucks, right, for five bucks, you can own five bucks of Starbucks stock, right? Um, right? And we think that is a fundamental emotional shift, right? And then, you know, the, but the second ribbon that you can earn is when you have 10 stocks in your portfolio, right? And that this could literally be at a, you could own only a dollar's worth of each one. That's only $10 worth of stock. But when you have those 10 stocks, right, um, we give you a, a second ribbon, um, just like you would earn when you're in service, right? And that's for diversification. So there's a diversification ribbon. And that's a way for us to incentivize good behavior uh, and to incentivize these good investing strategies. I love it. I love it. Um, I'd love to I'd love to switch it up a little bit and talk about actually building this this company, how you two got connected and and what it was like building and scaling um, to the point that you're at now and what that process was like. Obviously, both of you are 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 um, have um, a lot of experience doing other things and then coming together to build this. What was it like? How did it start? What was the connection and, and what have the last two years been like for you? Super easy. Like, uh, just hold on one second. I have to check the tender on my yacht out here. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know we're going to start drinking this early in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I love this, man. Like, I think talking about veterans, you know, uh, one of my favorite things to do is to get a collective group of veterans and, and hear what they've done in their post-service careers. And a subset of that favorite thing to do, even more favorite thing to do, is to talk about veteran entrepreneurs and how they've used that um, that drive to mission accomplishment, that um, sort of never quit attitude that a lot of us like absorb from our service to to be successful in the civilian world. Um, and I think that's I think that's why like uh, like Sean and I get along so well, right? In in the service for sure, Intel and operations work hand in glove together in order to accomplish the mission. Uh, and that's that's kind of what we're doing here. But there's also a shared DNA of of service. And there's a, a, a shared DNA of, of mission accomplishment. Like sometimes you just got to find battle buddies, swim buddies who refuse to, to ring the bell. And I don't know that look, it's a broad general assertion. but I guess the first thing that I say as a veteran entrepreneur, when building anything company, nonprofit or whatever is like, you know, find like-minded uh, teammates who share your values. And I think that was like step one. And then maybe Sean, you can talk about, two, three, four, five, and six. <laughs> well, how did you two get connected? How did that step one happen? So we actually had a mutual mutual friend, um, a guy we had been working with, another veteran, uh, had been doing some consulting for Guild, uh, kind of when we were still in the early formation stage, pre-launch. And um, 
you know, it's, it's funny. He's like, yeah, you got to talk to this buddy of mine. He's uh, overseas right now. He's doing some some work overseas. Um, so we got a, a call with him uh, in college, got the phone right away. Like I could hear what he was talking about sort of building a business and marketing and customer acquisition. Like, you know, he, he clearly knew what he was talking about. I was like, all right, so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more. And then the next time we arrange a, a Zoom and uh, find out he's overseas doing some stunt work overseas um, for, for an Amazon um crime series going on. And of course, you know, in typical Navy SEAL fashion, he's sitting in the makeup trailer getting his hair done, right? <laughs> so cliche of a cliche. You yeah. Know. I'm like, oh man, all the rumors are true, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. The uh yeah, the uh I you know I never made it to NSF. Did you have the gaffer come in and set up a uh, light for your uh for your Zoom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but it was pretty clear. Um, you know, it's like when you meet somebody and you start talking, you're like, okay, you know, and look we're older, right? We're, we're, you know, the military is the one place where 30, you can be the old man. Right. So, you know, when you're, when you're in the decade behind your thirties, right, you're, we're really old and you don't make a tend to make a lot of new friends at that point in time. But like, when you start talking to somebody, you have a common purpose, common mission, you can see that. And some, you know, shared experiences, especially being from the Navy, it was pretty easy to see. And then, um, you know, Kaj and I were talking and Kaj said, look, I, you know, I think this is number one, a great company, a great idea, but uh, it's a mission I want to be all in on. So I'm like, that's that's all I had to hear. So um, from from that, the you know the, the brotherhood was born. Yeah, and you know I I think um, you know from there. So our basic you know our 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 product map is we started working on this. You know uh, we we were born out of actually uh, an incubator lab uh, out of NY uh, NYU called the Veterans Future Lab, um, and so which is actually out of the Tandon School of Engineering over there. So um, Sean, uh, Sean was, um, had been kind of formulating the idea for a, a while, formalized it uh, through that incubator uh, lab. And then we started talking about, about this time last year, September of last year, uh, really got the product built, um, which is, uh, there's a technological lift there, as you can imagine, you know, um, to be up in trading and a compliance lift as well, right? You know, brokerage accounts, stock trading, highly regulated uh, as it should be. Um, so making sure that you're 100% buttoned up on the compliance piece, as well as 100% buttoned up on the technical side, because at the end of the day, people are trusting you to hold their money on your platform, right? So they have to have the confidence that everything is going to work, um, that we're in all, compliance with all of the legal issues that are associated with, with trading and brokerage accounts. Um, so we launched a beta, actually, this is our one year anniversary, Veterans Day last year. We launched our our beta and that was kind of open to friends and family. And then we went live with the product on January 1st uh, and we've been up running and growing ever since. Yeah, and so, and really kind of for the business carry, right? I sort of think about it in three separate parts and you know, I'm fortunate to have a background in this. And, and first is the, the technology piece, right? So uh, like Kaj and I are coders, um, I've been product managers on technical builds before. So we actually had an onshore team that we used out of Brooklyn. And then we've actually switched to a, a firm out of um, Philly that does our DevOps and they have offshore team um, that does most of the heavy build for us. And they still still monitor and uh, maintain the app. Um, then there's sort of the operational side, right? Actually processing the trades, um, you know, getting those done. How does the money actually flow from the, the client to us to the, you know, to being exchanged for the stock and back and forth. Um, and so we go through what's what everyone in the business goes through a clearing agent. Um, and so having been in the business before, I've been dealing with clearing firms and clearing agents, you know, for my whole career. So 
Um, there's a lot that goes on in the back end that the people don't see, um, but it's something I've been doing for 25 years. So able to manage that. And then there's sort of the ongoing uh, operations and marketing, right? Um, like you can build a company, but you know, you still have to pay the insurance. You still have to make sure, um, you know, the other bills get paid and then you still have to go out and find customers, right? The customer acquisition piece. And so while like we, you know, you got this great, great product, this great, great business serving this great demographic, nobody knows about it. It's a, the tree that falls in the woods, right? So um, that's where, you know, Kosh has been, you know, super helpful. Um, and we're really, that's actually been sort of the part I dreaded the most, but been the most enjoyable part, right? Like I loved from getting out from behind the desk and going, we got a noted game two weeks ago talking to NROTC students out there you know we did a 5 30 a.m pt murph workout with them right and then talked oh, yeah. to them about total quality leadership and you know they had Kaj leading the workout who was murph's roommate i mean it's like it fires you up you know even though like even the gunny from the NROTC unit was out there early in the morning to see what this was all about and he had a smile on his face by the end of it so um you know from that it's, it's pretty fulfilling but um you know, in terms of like a business, it's, um, you know, it's a real business and there's a lot, a lot of moving parts. And, you know, even in the parts that I know, there's like the old Rumsfeld thing, right? There's known unknowns and there's unknown unknowns. And the unknown unknowns are the ones that can really bite you in the ass. And we've had to work through a couple of those, but that's where like the mentality of, of you know, being able to run through a wall comes in because look, they're going to pop up, but you just got to muscle your way through them until you can figure it out. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's so beneficial. I mean, you know, what have you being from the operator, you know, as an operator and Intel working so closely together, you know, my experience on the flight line in the Air Force, I was a weapons guy, there were crew chiefs, there were avionics troops, there was age troops, engines troops, all of that. There's an expatter for each and there's a pro super and all of that. Like those things that we learn in the military with, with whether it's actually cross training or whether it's just working alongside another specialist and and working towards the same mission. I think when we, when we separate or retire, transition out and we start to work as entrepreneurs, we can pool our resources and we're probably more primed from our community to say, listen, I, I don't know how to do that, but I know how to do this. So you manage that, I'll manage this, we'll come together where we can. And I trust that you're doing your job. You trust that I'm doing my job. And then we'll we'll throw some things back and forth and see, maybe you have some ideas that I haven't thought of. Maybe you have some ideas that I haven't thought of and we can, we can look at it. And then you find out that you actually enjoy a part of the process that you were dreading, you know? Yeah, it's like everybody has their swim lane, but everybody's willing to swim all over the pool, right? right. Everybody has their job and their competencies, but everybody's got to be willing to pitch out and help out wherever they're needed. Yeah. What's uh, so? What's been the biggest takeaway? One year in, um, you know, officially, what's what's been the biggest takeaway for for each of you? I I guess I'll go first. Um, you know, because I came from the veteran service space, trying to work. Uh, on giving veterans a renewed sense of mission and purpose. Um, I was sort of very much focused on the transition. I know you think about it a lot as well, Carrie. Like, um, and so I think my mentality going in was very focused on the military community strictly defined. Um, but I was, uh, we had this really interesting thing happen the other day uh, where I was, uh, I was doing a, a media hit talking about how inflation affects um, the military community. It has more pronounced effect on the military community than on the civilian world, than on their civilian counterparts, right? Partially because pay raises are set at a certain rate. So this is like Saturday morning, Sunday morning in August at like, it was a West Coast, East Coast hit at 8 a.m. So I started the hit at 5 a.m. Um, and honestly, I thought nobody in the world was watching at this time. And then after uh, the segment ended, we started getting a couple of emails um, from people. And so, and these are people who are just watching the segment. Uh, they weren't in the military, 
but they were big supporters of the military community. What I call, you know, maybe loosely defined like the patriot market. People who just like really support service members and those who defend the country. Uh, and the the first email we got when I got off air then was from a guy saying, um, hey, I'm a big supporter uh, of the military community and I want to invest with a company that's more aligned with my values, that holds the same values as I do. Could you transfer my portfolio from this other institution over to you guys just purely to hold it. And so that was a little bit of a light bulb learning moment for me. I was like, oh, we're not, it's not just the military that we're marketing to, right? It's um, building a, a platform that's based on the values of honor, courage, and commitment that we all serve for. Building that platform is actually attracting other people from the civilian world who hold military members in high regard, but more importantly, like, um, want to like invest with the people who hold those same values. Um, so for me, that's, that's been the the big takeaway. Yeah. And you know, sort of a, I'm like, I'm a big data guy, numbers guy, Carrie. So of course, like I had, we had to put a number on this, right. And like, okay, like we got our mission, but how are we going to, like in the military love met metrics, right. So like, what's going to be our metric? I'm like, let's go for the big one, right. Over 10 years, we want to help the military community create $50 billion in personal wealth. And so that $50 billion number is a big, big number when you break it out to sort of 5 million sort of core military independents, it's only 10,000 per, but having an extra $10,000 in savings for someone for over 10 years can literally mean the difference between, you know, affordable living and not affordable living, right? So that's the big metric we're going after is that 50 billion. And that really drives for me the big takeaway is having a why. You hear people talk about, you got to have a why and what's your why. And like, I always like, you know, that's like woo woo bullshit, right? But um I tell you, for this, for me, it's it's no shit true. Um, having this why is why I get up every morning, right? Serving this community and serving the overall sort of Patriot Affinity Group um, and people that are like-minded and want to share in these values, it really, it's it's ultra motivating. And I think that any veteran, you know, when you're getting out of the military, I mean, and look, everyone knows here in this group, right, the military can be a grind and you can sort of lose your why in that. But um, when you go out for your transition, you go for your next job, just don't trace it, chase a dollar, right? Make sure that you've got some kind of why there because I'm telling you, when when there's ice on the windshield, right? When the car won't start, um, you know, that extra 10 or 15% of your paycheck, that's not gonna be enough why to get to work or do what you gotta do. Um, and when you have a real why, man, it's it's like the ultimate motivator and it provides the ultimate discipline you need to see things through. That's great. You stole my next question, which was going to be what's what's next and what are the goals. So I feel like uh, I feel like that's as, as good a place as any to to wrap this up. Where can where can folks find each of you individually um, if, if they want? And then we'll put all the information as well in the show notes so folks can download the app and, and whatever app store that they might need to. Um, and, and guilds on social. When, is there a website? What where can people go? Yeah, uh, guild. Uh... Guild.financial is is the website. Um, can't uh, super easy. Type it right in. It comes right up. We have all the links for the download there. You can also just go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and search Guild Financial. It'll come right up for a download. Uh, we're Guild underscore Financial on uh, on the one with the the square pictures Instagram. Um, and then so all the classic social handles uh, you can find us. But I would say uh, you know just go in your search bar type Guild.financial. And um, that's the easiest way to direct to to everything. Very yeah. cool. Well, we and also like all those too, you know, in cooperation with this, we also started a foundation. So the guildfoundation.org is the site of the foundation. We've done um, 
stood up that foundation really do uh, financial education and literacy. And people say like, you know, well, how are you fulfilling this mission? Well, you know, Guild funds the foundation as well too, as well as private, private corporate, other private corporate donors. But the foundation is a big part of what we do there. So check out the guildfoundation.org um, if you want to support that mission. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's where you can find us. Very cool. Well, we'll, we will definitely put all of those, all of those links in the show notes. And um, I don't know who manages your social account, but tell your social, social media manager that starting on veterans day, there'll be a lot of notifications for, for about uh, three or four days as we, as we post uh, a couple of times a day here with, uh, with some cool cards and then, and some good video content from here. So we can blast this out and, and hopefully uh, um, spread the word. Well, Carrie, uh, thanks for uh, for allowing us all to to talk about what I think we be collectively believe is a critical mission. So it's uh, good to be on with you, brother, uh, fellow veteran, and uh, we'll we'll see you on the leaderboard, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna get on there and uh, and and download right after this and uh, and get going. Love it. All right, brother. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Yeah, Carrie, thanks for everything you do, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we'll talk soon.